Hello people, welcome back to the One Take Show. In this episode, we are in conversation with Mr. Kubair Mahajan. Kubair is the associate with Sai Krishna and Associates. The reason why Kubair is here on the podcast is because we're going to talk about his extremely virtuous achievements that is authoring three books. He's authored, and I'm going to name them without making any mistake whatsoever, is Traditional and Modern Forms of Talaq Under Muslim Law. Secondly, is Election Laws in India. And thirdly, is Election Law and Practice in India. We always know as law students, how important such books are not just from the research perspective but also understanding such laws which you know contemporary to our society and I think in this conversation we talk about his experience in law school what are the major takeaways what he believes really benefits him and what has helped him to uh, somehow create a niche in the industry as of this moment so if you like this episode make sure you like share and subscribe to the channel if you have any suggestions or feedbacks write them down in the comment section I would love to read them so ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's start the podcast. You want something? Go get it. Period. Two and one, we're recording. Hello, Kabir. Welcome to the One Take Show. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. And as I've been researching a little bit about you, I've realized there's so much, so much that we can talk about. One of the major things that I'm really a fan of is perhaps authoring books. I've always wanted to write books uh, as a childlike dream that I've ever had. But here we have a guest with us who's actually done it. Thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. And thank you so much for taking time off your very busy schedule. Thank you so much, Kostov. And uh, it's, it's, it's a big honor for me to be finally on the One Take Show. And I must congratulate you on such a successful venture of yours. So kudos to that and all the best for the future. And thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. And you know what? I understand that why it's almost, uh, for every law student, it's almost very important to have conversations, especially now, uh, from uh, your seniors uh, when we talk about getting guidances. Because in my final year now, I've been trying to get more and more interpretations of how career works out and how law school works out and what I could have done better. And I feel like if I could have a conversation with my first year self, I would have it. So yeah, let's begin with that. Uh, when we look at your law school life, what was that like? What was your major experiences and takeaways? So uh, those five years were really memorable. And I remember when I was in class 12, uh, I was not very satisfied with my board marks. So I had scored 90%, but I was really, really furious with myself that I should have done better. So I used, uh, so I'm very close to my mother. So I, I told her, that mummy ab kuch bhi ho jaye main law school mein jaake bahut acha karunga so i had that fire in me so i talked to my cousins that bhaiya i have to do well because i'm really unhappy with myself so so when i started my law school so i had this thing in my mind so that really helped and i can say that everything happens for a bit for the best so because of those marks i had that motivation in me to do well in my law school so I decided that from the very first day, whatever has been taught in the class, I'll revise after coming, uh, coming back. So, so that really helped again. So academically speaking, it was for the first time that I started topping. So during my school days, it was a lone patch where I was not able to achieve that very rank. So I realized that, okay, this is something which is, which is, which has happened after many years. So I must continue with this. So additionally, I figured it out that, right, there are extracurricular activities as well in law, such as mood coach, client counseling, trial by advocacy, and many, many more. So again, back to my school days, I was 
popular only for two things. Number one, I will come to my school and straight away go to my dramatics room and give my attendance to my class teacher. That's it. That was school for me basically. So from a very young age, I was very fascinated with extracurricular activities, which which always motivated me to choose my career path also. So I was very much confused between LLB and mass communication. And I had this thing in my mind that if I do mass communication, I will be able to do a lot more extracurricular activities. So purely on that basis, I had decided mass communication earlier. But during my entrance exams, I felt that you no know, law is something more interesting and I may see this profession as my career. So I chose this path and fortunately, I was among one of the only law students who along with the mass communication team used to go to their competitions as well as to the legal competitions. So I realized that in this case, I'm figuring and covering each and every aspect which I wanted to do along with the academic records. So uh, these five years were certainly very memorable for me and authoring books during these five years was certainly another aspect which I can never forget and that uh, disrespect for myself during the 12th, uh, 12th class exams was certainly uh, overturned and I was satisfied with those five years, if I say so. I think I'm, when I was uh, sort of looking at your profile, I realized that you've participated in almost anything and everything. I mean, you've uh, you've specifically written a lot. That's one thing that I uh, sort of am not that uh, deep into. But you've uh, mooted, you've uh, simultaneously done all the other things. As you mentioned, you were involved in dramatics, at least in your school. And then later on, you've done conferences like MUNs and you've chaired them. You've also represented and all of these things. So my first question is obviously, and while also performing very good academically. So there was no sacrifice on the academic side, which is a pretty important aspect of this conversation. So when we talk about all of these mixed variants of interpretation in law school, right? Where we have the ability to uh, maneuver in different activities. How did you, let's say, go back to the basics when we say time manage or how did you go about picking, choosing what activity to do and how to prioritize your work? What was that experience like? So um, I already decided that I had to manage these things and I need to learn this from a very young age if possible. So as I told you in school, I realized this fact that I was not managing it pretty well, because if I'm only indulged into extracurricular activities, that is not fair upon my studies as well. So that was the primary goal for me. So that's why I made sure whenever my classmates or juniors used to ask that how to manage both activities as well as the academic purposes. So my sole answer was always to be disciplined. So if, for example, if anything has been taught in the class, I used to make sure that whenever I used, uh, whenever I reach home, I have to revise that very thing and complete it on the very same day. So that really helped me because I am a person who never believes to, to mangle all the things on the last night of the exam. So, so I cannot, I, I do not want to work in a panicky situation. Of course, in our profession that that is not allowed. But, but my purpose was always to avoid this situation as much as possible. So certainly there were certain hiccups one night before the examination, but comparatively to, or in comparison to other students, it was slightly less, I should say. So that certainly helped. I used to make a proper timetable that right. Uh, Friday will be a free day for me. For me, Friday meant free day. Was then I will only and only watch movies or do anything which I like. 
rest of the days i'll make sure that at least 2 hours i give after uh, after college so that it at the end of the day helps me during my exams and and also i was really focusing on extracurricular activities as well so it was really important for me to balance both these aspects if i if i love to do extracurricular activities my respect for studies should not be reduced so eventually that also helped me to to have a better understanding of law if i may say because naturally if you are inculcating yourself into these concepts on a regular basis and academics trust me really helps you to gather a lot of knowledge because many people believe that if you study one or two nights before you can clear the exams certainly you may clear the exam but the understanding aspect if you're not giving yourself that time that creates the basic in basic and in terms of an advocate or if i may say a reputed advocate in the future at least i have this belief yeah okay kobesh just tell me what you think about this okay when we talk about academics one of the interpretations that i've seen is that anything that is taught in law school is not going to come to your aid or is not very useful when it comes to real life practice my take on this is that most of the basic groundwork learning for example cpc right now in my final year i'm actually brushing up my cpc knowledge reading more and more in depth right which i should have done in my second third year perhaps so in my opinion academics might not give us a practical insight into the practice might not train us train us with research skills or drafting skills perhaps but a very core in depth understanding of the principles comes from academics what do you think about this actually uh, i believe there are two aspects to this question which can go so uh, both the things go in uh, goes hand in hand certainly academics is a very important aspect and definitely if there are subjects to study they, these are for certain purposes it is not only because it has to be done it has some importance so for example whenever i used to study these things my theoretical knowledge was always clear so for example if a student has a belief that he or she should be joining a firm setup or do their internships in a firm or any litigation chamber primarily or as a beginner they'll first give you a research work and that research work or the if you have the basic knowledge that yes i have read particular section pertaining to this proposition so that gives you a basic start as compared to a other, uh, to the other person so it is like if a cricketer says that i do not require any net practice i know how to play he can play but certainly that net practice is important for for their improvement uh, for their improvement at the end of the day so again academics is certainly important but in many webinars i always say that extracurricular activities is also important and which i have a very strong belief in because i yeah. believe academics is certainly important but your personality is developed through those extracurricular activities your confidence your motivation and and the confidence to interact with others is very important in practical life so uh, as you said uh, as you said that uh, that litigation experience or the drafting or or for example you have to argue before the court those aspects i feel another aspect of academics is it is very important for for brushing those skills and that is the concept of moot courts so that is also covered under the academic syllabus and that is also a part of extracurricular activities so my purpose of doing moot courts number one i really wanted to do because that was something which which is my hobby since my school days number two it really really helped me to improve those theoretical knowledge mixed with the practical aspect so the reason i'm saying this is that 
when you ask you have interviewed many people who have done a lot of mood codes so when i used to do mood codes i and i used to read the proposition so my brain used to starts working right i have read this particular section or something related to this proposition during my classes right this proposition is based upon a landmark precedent which i have certainly read upon so you see i already know that very thing that where i have to start from so that really helps so both go uh, so both are both of them are really really important and certainly are uh, if if one of them is not done correctly the other one cannot take place which again is my belief true true and i think uh, to that extension i think there was one article that i was reading by a senior advocate who said that legal profession is a profession not just about the legal personality that you have but also the human personality majoritarily the human personality of your ability to connect network to handle the clients and to perhaps have the confidence to brief your senior reach out to your seniors or perhaps uh, attend to the courts now when we look at activities like mootings my major takeaway has been that my ability to read law to interpret it comes from my ability to decipher a problem and apply laws on it and then go about this one proper procedure of research drafting argumentation right and that i think is indispensable and something that needs to be compulsorily juxtaposed with uh, the uh, academic culture what do you think about that absolutely right in fact i used to uh, talk to my teachers my dean that uh, that these mood codes are really important for every law student because uh, cause to i've observed that it is generally during third year or some for some students it is the end part of the second year when they realize that right now it is very important for us to inculcate ourselves also into these activities because there are some students who will be starting uh, these activities from the very first year and once you are observing these students they also feel that they have achieved something they have a lot more knowledge or there is something different upon those students as compared to uh, when when they themselves compared to themselves so so mooting should be compulsory which i also personally feel because at the end of the day as a lawyer you you cannot confine yourself to theoretical knowledge yes it is important but along with that these mooting experiences certainly gives you the closest experience that you can get in a court you are doing internships which may be for a month or two months right so after that also if you are continuously doing these moot courts number one you are learning new laws at at uh, at the same time number two your legal mind is developing slowly and gradually because if you give time to your mind for thinking as a lawyer so your mind can think as a layman or as a lawyer that that's why our profession is so special that it makes us different from a common or a layman because we know what are our rights in india un- unfortunately there are so many people irrespective whether they are educated or uneducated they are not aware about the laws they are not aware about their rights which 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 is yeah. really sad so as a society of lawyers or as a member of this community if you are also not comfortable or uh, if you are also not able to think as an as an advocate or as a lawyer from your law school only that will eventually make a bit of a difficult journey for you so that's why i feel that mooting gives you that element that experience which which in no other manner you can achieve and similarly other competitions like trial by advocacy and client counseling are really really important at the same time 
so i was fortunate that my college used to also organize intra moot courts which which used to be a really good experience for the students because see every team cannot get the opportunity because you have to clear your your rounds and then only you are selected so so that gives you the adequate experience as well as the knowledge and at the same time the confidence that yes now i know that how a moot is done so tomorrow if any xyz person comes to me that uh, that i have no idea about mooting number one i can certainly pass on this knowledge and number two i after passing the knowledge can also improve about upon my thoughts or upon myself so this works certainly in terms of increasing your legal knowledge uh, developing your personality as a lawyer or a or a law student as the case may be and certainly you think as an advocate not as a common man which is very very in our profession right absolutely i agree with everything that you say and um, taking this to something else that you are very good at and something that i am going to talk about with a very selfish intention because i am trying to acquire this skill and i have everything noted down here so i am going to read out for all my viewers very quickly so when it comes to publications mr kubair has actually done something phenomenal he has authored three books uh, the first one is traditional and modern form and please feel free to correct me anytime you feel like i'm just going with the flow all right so the first book is the traditional and modern forms of of talaq under muslim law the second book is election laws in india the third one is election laws and practice in india uh, and all of them published by very reputable publishing houses and uh, talk about something very relevant apart from that you've been awarded the best paper award in national level paper presentation competition on global uh, economic development and environmental issues and a publication on paper titled Econo- india indian economic transformations in 2017 and presentation of paper titled honey trap uh, an emerging cyber crime that's something very specific i want to talk about by the way and uh, the presentation of the paper titled nationalism a synonym for patriotism Uh, a critical analysis well that sounds like a perfect plot line for any clubhouse for any discussion uh, by the way but let's start with publication and let's start with writing okay this is my major concern and perhaps as a senior you can cater to it my concern uh, not looking at it for something as humongous as writing a book authoring a book and getting it published let's talk about something very simple articles okay when we talk about papers and all of those things writing scares me a little bit perhaps why i i feel scared that when i write something it becomes permanent it is in the public domain and if i don't write something which is exceptional in nature it will come back to haunt me and that somehow stops me so my question to you is how do you go about writing let's talk about that actually i can't believe this that i am being asked this question because if if you go back 5 years and if you will ask any of my friends that kubeer mahajan has authored or written something they'll be like na he only speaks he doesn't write so so this was a big change in again uh, my law school career but nevertheless uh, it was a beautiful change and i and and i'm really happy that it happened so cost uh, of writing a book was something which internally i knew that yes i would like to do it at some stage because i remember uh, during my uh, 11 12 uh, i had met a counselor where our school had organized some counseling sessions for our future so i i had a brief interaction and they had given certain forms uh, for us to fill so that form contained 
the profession that you would be uh, choosing in in the future or or some other activities which you would like to do so i remember i was taking certain boxes like like uh, acting or 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 cricket anything with which which any uh, any child of 5 6 years would would fantasize i would just taking them all then i saw uh, writing books so i thought never mind let's let's take that i i would like to do that but i had no intentions or plan to plan planning for that so uh, when i was in second year that was the first time when i had read muslim law particularly and uh, in fact that is also very interesting because when muslim law classes were being taken place i had gone to some other city for a moot court and i had missed every single class for family law because there were two back to back moot courts in two different cities so uh, so i was like okay my my family law understanding has gone to a very low grade because i, I haven't attended any class so uh, my teacher was really sweet i requested her ma'am if you can provide me an hour or so to teach me uh, during this these two weeks that will be really helpful so my teacher taught me the concepts of muslim law and i don't know as soon as she taught me i found it really interesting and i thought okay I, i am fortunate enough that i am able to cover these two weeks so at least my exams for my exams i could prepare then after that i felt that no this this concept has really given me certain new aspects of thinking so let me do a bit of research on it so uh, when i uh, came home i i told my mother that um, i'm i'm thinking of writing a book on muslim law so uh, and i was in second year at that point of time so uh, so i thought maybe she she may consider that i'm joking so i clarified and and i'm not kidding you have to trust me that i will be writing a book so she told me ha ha i trust you 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 can write so i thought okay so i have a backing with me that someone is trusting me so let me write it now or start it so eventually this book would have completed a year earlier or or i should say one and a half years earlier but i was waiting for the judgment and then the bills the, that took took place before the parliament so that's why it got a bit delayed so nevertheless uh, it was a wonderful experience and certainly once you start writing a book you would want to do more and more so my formula or my thinking while writing or authoring any book or if i'm authoring any book in the future would purely be based upon my interest i was very clear from the very beginning that either i can choose the interest or the area of interest in which i want to write or i can think the commercial success that is there are certain subjects for which you would assume that it will be a good sell so i had these two different options so i chose yeah. the interest part because it was a very very big struggle to find publishers especially during my first book because it taught me a lot certainly it was something really new to me also so i had to explore things so it taught me that uh, when i was writing i was not thinking about the commercial success it was only that i have to complete this book and try to give the best that i could give so eventually i got to know that publishers uh, are generally only looking for their commercial interest which is uh, fair upon the uh, fair on their part but for me i was very clear again either it is interest or the commercial interest so i went for the interest and same for election laws in india this is a subject which not many authors have explored they you will not find a lot of books in the libraries as well so again a lot of publishers had discouraged me that uh, mr mahajan you must look for other subjects we can suggest you certain subjects if you want to write for us 
but write something in which we can earn certain profits so i told them that that if by chance that subject that that you think is a is of a commercial success is of my interest i'll certainly write but as of now my focus is only and only to fulfill my interest because again while writing something even the topics if you see which i have chosen in my publications while writing something it is very important that you have your heart and soul in it because writing at one point of time becomes really boring because it's a long procedure writing a book takes at least a year or two years so certainly there will be a phase when you will be thinking right i can't do this more or i i i really i am really fed up of this etc etc that is very very natural so if you know that okay i had chosen this very subject i have the keen interest in it and i want to learn on this more so eventually you continue with that and again as you mentioned that uh, if you have any fear that what will other people think or if it 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 will come back haunting you that whether it was a good content or not frankly i would suggest to any person if he or she is thinking to not to overthink about this beautiful journey trust me just just live in the present and just continue with your work right because if you will start analyzing whether it will be a commercial success whether people will like it or not you will you will not be able to focus on your book which is very important and there is no point of thinking about uh, about say next 6 months or 12 months or 2 years like who who would have imagined that in 2020 there will be a pandemic right everybody had their plans our batch had a lot of plans that right as soon as we get out of the college we'll go to this firm we'll join this advocate etc but but nothing worked so similarly in book writing you have to live in the present and they, and self motivation is really really important so that's why i always suggest just go for the interest or the passion or or the subject in which you you feel you can do or you can achieve something so for example if uh, if i don't like any particular subject but again the publishers ask me that please write on that so i simply tell them that i am not at that particular stage right now where i can write anything right i need to develop myself as well or my mind that yes i am ready for it as of now i am i am certainly at the, that particular stage where i can author books in a field in which i have the interest so now publishers also understand my thinking my thought process and they are also welcoming because if if publishers are liking your content certainly they will be accepting that content so so yeah i feel these pointers are really important <laughs> no i'm just very curious what are the subjects that the publication uh, the, these publication houses believe are the commercial success i am really curious now so i don't know i i uh, really think differently from many publishers because uh, i had uh, i had marked three four or five subjects that i'll be writing in the future and i presented them the list so they were like uh, no we we won't uh, be eager to publish these contents but i told them that i really really feel that this is something which is very unique and uh, and there is not much content so they they believe that content such as cpc crpc are are more of a uh, always have a chance of exploring more and certainly having a commercial success because naturally these are the subjects which which will never get old right and everyone would like to study these subjects and these are compulsory subjects for for theory purposes as well as for practical knowledge as well but my subjects such as triple talak it is 
limited to family law the uh, the concept of election laws it will not be available in various universities so i'm not saying that their thinking is wrong because that is their profession they need to earn their bread so they'll certainly think on those grounds for me the sole purpose was as a student my my target was to author two books on any subject whether it is a commercial hit or not i i really didn't care so that's why i focus only that part and uh, with with god's grace uh publishers uh, finally agreed they like the content i i uh, got the agreement signed i got the i got good payments for that so certainly it worked well at the end of the day for both the parties so so no complaints so i'm i'm generally inclined on asking you how much did it get you but uh, i won't be i won't be that barbaric on this conversation to us <laughs> absolutely no commercial talk right now but yeah i think i was i was having a conversation with the senior that i'm currently uh, working for mr akash prasad and he said something very interesting he said costab if you look back uh, perhaps years like not just 10 20 years 100 years or perhaps 200 years you wouldn't recognize all those stalwart lawyers like you remember lawyers like advocates like um, mr palkewala or all those legends uh, that we've had Uh, because they are rather contemporary in the timeline like they are there they were after the or sometime after the independence year but if you look at the older ages the only lawyers or the advocate names that you remember are the ones who authored books like pollock and mulla and and uh, all these authors who have brought their content and have carried out a legacy which i think is very very impressive in a way where we see how we will be remembered in future unless and until we contribute to the legal knowledge and the legal discussion legal jurisprudence that we have right now and i think that's why your uh, research on all these topics is very interesting because recently i was working on this very project of coalition of uh, of collecting all the election laws in india and making sense of it and now that you have a book and i've realized you have a book the my research would have been very very convenient <laughs> had i had uh, access to your book so yeah uh, with that i think my question to you is a rather naive question but when you sit down to write a book and we've talked about your intention behind writing a book uh, when it comes to the practical aspects of writing a book for example researching which is a major part of it what are your major tips and tricks with researching that you would suggest the law students should apply Uh, for other projects as well perhaps writing papers and articles what are what do your research looks like so uh, for me it is very important that you develop your researching skills right and and that is not a work of a day or a week or a month it takes time and that's why when you ask me the first question in terms of academic purposes here the role of those academic purposes takes place when i'm trying to study during uh, or uh, trying to inculcate those subjects in my classroom and then at the same time repeating those lectures in my head after coming back to my home and then thinking that right this was taught in my class let me see the recent position or the recent judgments or precedents pertaining to this very topic so that really helped me in a way i never thought that this will add to my researching skills but it certainly did and i can proudly say that so it is not a uh, not a small work or it is not something which you will able to inculcate upon yourself in a day or two it will take time and that's why it is very important that from the very first day of your law school or from the very first semester or first year you start researching upon whatever has been taught 
I'm not saying just just learn to use SCC Manupatra from the very first day. Eventually, in those five years, at some point of time during your internships, during your mooting, during during any classroom adventures, you will learn that. But these small small uh, criteria are really important. So that really contributed to my researching skills, which I believe. Also, the fact that uh, whenever any teacher used to say that okay today i am giving you a free lecture i quickly used to take permission of my teacher and run towards library so that i can sit on the computer and read certain books on that particular subject so i had that motivation and made made sure that i enjoy that process right because we see in india a lot of professionals who are eventually successful in their career but are not enjoying their profession so i never wanted that very segment to take place with me eventually at least during those 5 years so i used to take pride eventually many students used to criticize sometimes made fun that uh, that he never uh, likes to take any break or if any teacher says that i don't want to teach today i'll be the only person which i should not say during this interview publicly who used to say nahi ma'am mujhe padhna hai thoda sa padha do so so <laughs> so um, if if the teacher is not teaching i used to very graciously saying right ma'am then i'll utilize my time in library so uh, so so that also really helped so i always felt that my time is very valuable so i don't want to waste those 6 hours which i'm giving to my college by only sitting and giggling with my friends right that is also very important to refresh your mind but that can take place maybe for 10 15 minutes which are enough so after that after uh, my college used to end i used to sit in the computer lab or the library till the time it was allowed for a student so the maximum amount which i could have given during those 6 hours whenever i used to get free those uh, those small small traits also helped me and of course researching is something which you have to keep on doing it is it is it comes with practice so if uh, so theoretical knowledge certainly helped me but the major contribution which i believe is also those extracurricular activities because whenever you are participating in those extracurricular activities you can't go to that competition without preparing anything there will be certain students but but i always believe that that is surely a wastage of time and money at the same time so if you are going at any particular place any competition whether it is a moot court debating mun for that matter you have to research and research is involved in every segment especially in our career whether you have to uh, study or you have to inculcate your time academically you have to research books are there but additionally you can research if you have to do mooting without research i don't believe mooting can be done there will be certain speakers you will find who will say ki hame to sirf argue karna hai wo hum kar denge kuch bhi bolke that may help in in the preliminary rounds but that will not give you the success to win that particular moot court so again hardcore research is very important a detailed research is very important similarly for debating if you are uh, if you are given any particular topic you can just go there and speak because there will be 50 or 100 other competitors along with you who have researched something so if you have to be the best or better than them you have to have certain new material which is which is certainly making them believe or making that person believe that yes i have the research with me so i don't need to worry at least on that very aspect in in my competition 
so similarly these extracurricular activities throughout these five years and my focus in uh, academics certainly helped in creating that researching skills and which eventually helped me to write these books because again for writing books researching skill is really important in mooting you may have the oral skills in debating you may have the oral skills but researching at the end of the day is something which is a common feature in each and every segment of life perfect perfect i think i was i was lost for a minute i was just listening to you uh, so intently trying to grasp every word of it and try to apply it on my own self because i think uh, when it comes to researching as a discipline it requires a lot of dedication and as you said that uh, it sort of comes comes naturally to you that you're generally interested in studying in reading more about the lectures that are happening and and somehow curating that knowledge which is required now i think as we uh, sort of come to the last set of questions that i have for you one of the major ones and i have was having this conversation with a friend today itself when they asked me kosab how can we develop let's say uh, the language skills the ability to uh, master a language and i could only think of one thing that mr barachuk said once in one of his interviews uh, but i think he said it to me when i was interviewing him as well that one way that he looks at someone's clarity of thought is how well can he write something uh, or she can write something the way you write and you communicate your opinion through that so your ability to write a book that gets published and gets you good returns as well good reviews as well must show that you have a command over language and you have the ability to communicate through that my question straight forward to you is how can someone develop that skill that command over language right so uh, having command over language again is very important especially in our profession so if you dream to be an arguing counsel or see yourself as a senior advocate maybe after many years and if you're not if you're not having the confidence to speak publicly then that trait is not matching your dream and eventually if you're not looking at that very aspect even if you're thinking that i have to work in a firm culture or grow with a firm or or as an in-house counsel verbal communication is very very important you can't always communicate on emails or whatsapp or phone calls whenever you are coming or having interactions with your bosses if you are not having that confidence that will certainly have an impact in your career and the person who is uh, who is talking to you will certainly able to recognize that very feature in you so again uh, i was very fortunate that my parents uh, from the age of 4 had always pushed me to these extracurricular activities where i had to speak so having a having an experience of 21 years certainly helps number 1 number 2 it's never too late so when i mentioned in one of the answers that many students become serious for their profession in the uh, in the later part of the second year or in the early stage of their third year so i have practically and uh, i i have experiences that uh, i saw various classmates or batchmates after third year who motivated themselves that right even if i haven't participated in a debate competition i'll make sure that i'll do that because these public speaking exercises certainly helps in a classroom there are generally say 30 to 40 students you slowly and gradually become confident to speak among themselves and when you see those faces every day it uh, it becomes a really uh, a big normalcy of your life eventually that 40 has to grow to 
then that eventually has to grow to uh, from 50 to 100 so this is again a slow and a beautiful process at the same time if you ask any public speaker they will say that it they had to struggle a lot in their initial careers but eventually they they went and certainly achieved whatever they wanted to achieve so certainly public speaking is an art which is certainly achievable but you need to motivate and create that passion in yourself so public speaking is something or in normal life also my uh, my relatives always tell me that kubey you should speak less because because i love speaking so whether it is in my normal life or as a or as a part of any competition i just love speaking so so it is it is a trait which was developed when i when i was 4 year, 4 years old and naturally it will help me at at this age when i am 24 and soon to be 25 so certainly these experiences help but if you have not started from your school days and even if you have not started in your college days it is never too late you can join other sessions you can and eventually during this pandemic i feel that attending your meetings via zoom or any other medium certainly makes it a bit easier to communicate which i again personally believe many may differ with my idea but uh, while public speaking on a stage in front of thousands of people uh, it it is difficult but here at least you can switch off your camera or 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 certain people keep a piece of paper in front of them so i really don't mind that if people are doing that and if it is helping them in improving but i always tell my juniors or my batchmates that if you really really want to improve keep aside that piece of paper because once you are able to speak without any material in hand or without approaching or referring anything in at least in normal meetings that will give you the confidence that yes i can speak by uh, matching the other person's tone i can uh, walk the talk whatever i'm saying so so that that small small incantations uh, also helps so i always believe that in a process it is very important that you take the large steps but it is equally important that you take those small steps because when you in totality see those small steps it is a big major step at the end of it yeah absolutely absolutely wonderful i think i have anyone who's connected with you on linkedin has seen that you've been speaking a lot of webinars you've been guest speaking a lot of platforms and uh, what you say that now after covid especially when we realize that this technology has evolved and given us the opportunity to connect with so many people i think it's a blessing in a way uh, i wouldn't have had a podcast started uh, if i were to restrict myself in person interviews because that was logistically a nightmare unless and until i was ready to invest a lot right now it's very convenient also very rewarding in many ways which i believe whatever you said the ability to communicate the ability to master the sort word uh, relationship that linkage the ability to craft your answers for craft your speech is very very important and i think that comes from your experience of debating so much of uh, doing client counseling and negotiations so here's my final question to you you've spoken on webinars you've spoken on many topics and you've interacted with a lot of law students naturally and you've also participated as a law student in almost every possible format of competition and you have also performed very well in academics one simple question is if you were to advise your younger self your first year self 
okay, for the next four years, five years, this is how perhaps you should craft your next five years. This is how you should react to the situations that come forward. What would your suggestions be? Uh, my first suggestion would be to not to think a lot, never overthink, especially during that stage of time. Uh, just live in the present and enjoy this process. What I personally observed during my first semester, when, when you have given your board, boards exams, you generally feel now this is the time to relax. But I feel that that was the time when you have to work really hard so that your basics are created and you get a head start. I, I, I observed various students who were literally relaxing, wanted to do parties or interact with many new people. And th that is very normal because when you see new faces, you really want to interact, know about other person, want to go to other places. And that is very normal. But at the same time, if, if you learn the art of balancing at an early age or at an early stage, that will really help you in your career as well. Because law is a profession which is really demanding. It does not see whether today is Saturday or a Sunday. It does not see whether it is a weekday or a weekend. For you, you have to balance it out. If you have completed your work well in advance, that's a win-win situation for you. But if you haven't, you have no other option, but you have to complete the work. So when you see yourself in the first year or, a first, or as a first semester, semester student, the art of balancing and not to overthink which is, I believe, the most difficult job, especially in today's time, to not to overthink. So these are the only two things. And keep it simple. There is nothing, uh, there is no requirement for you to think a lot that what will happen in the next two years or what will happen in, in the next five years. That is purely not required. Just say, uh, stay sincere, stay focused, and listen to your teachers. I'm not saying seniors because sometimes there will be a group of seniors who, who might not be the ideal people to interact with. And during the first semester of first year, generally you, you don't realize that factor. So I always suggest that during first or second year, make sure that you're close to your teachers in terms of discussions so that they will be the best persons who, who will be having the best adequate experience, who will tell you that how can you nourish your skills, whether it is public speaking, whether it is researching or any other trade that you want to invest upon. So, so just keep it simple and, and, be, uh, and focus on the basics during the initial stage and slowly and steadily you will grow and focus on that. Perfect. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I think this is the, uh, as law students or someone who uh, is a part of a legal community or is in the final year, I believe we don't tend to have this conversation very often and this kind of conversation especially for the law students who are joining law school now who do not have that direct interaction with their seniors, actually are missing out on some serious kind of information, especially from someone who has done it all in every possible format who's done it all. So yeah, I think this is a phenomenal, phenomenal conversation. Everything that we've talked about, all the books, uh, all the links to all the books will be listed down in the description for all the viewers to please access them. And uh, every possible format of your success in your accomplishments and your achievement obviously come from your undying spirit of education, undying thirst for knowledge and the ability to grow, which I genuinely appreciate. I, I enjoy talking to people who believe growth is a necessary part of your human evolution. And I think that is where the true essence 
of us individuals as professionals lie that we become better with every stage and this is a kind of conversation that triggers that instinct inside me to get better i'm now motivated all pumped up to work for my next mood so yeah thank you so much for joining me and uh, before we wrap this up do you have any closing remarks Firstly, thank you so much, Kostov, for having me in this wonderful conversation, and I I really really enjoyed interacting with you. In fact, uh, I would uh, like to praise you because I have been observing you from quite some time on LinkedIn or or on or on YouTube basically, mm-hmm. and uh, and it really motivates me also that wow, this person is doing such a wonderful job, and at the same thank time, it makes me happy that right everything is possible. so uh, so i'm i'm really impressed with your work and thank you so much and all the best i re- and i'm i really hope and i'm pretty sure that one take show will one of the biggest hits in the coming years and it will be trending in on youtube in top 10 certainly <laughs> so i i really hope that during uh, that success time you you pick my calls and and answer to my calls so <laughs> so sir i i think some- i i think we we'll reserve the conversation about your youtube channel for some other time but uh, the the idea that you're propounding right now no law student genuinely wants to have a huge youtube channel except for if it brings me clients so if it is going to bring me clients sure why not <laughs> and in that case i'm going to pick up every single call every single one of them <laughs> So, yeah that's really important that's really important and yeah. and that's a good investment i i must say so you have a good business sense along with the legal <laughs> sense so i must congratulate on uh, to you on that perfect this was a wonderful conversation i'm really really happy that we did it thank you so much kabir and uh, i had a wonderful time i hope that we can connect again soon and thank you so much for your time thank you so much for thank you so much.